Well, we're honored today to be talking with uh, KFBK personality and national security crisis management uh, consultant and former Sacramento County Sheriff John McGinnis. Welcome. Welcome, Sheriff, to well, uh, KVGC. I, I, I know how radio people land in jail, but how did the man who ran the jail land in radio? It was an odd uh, development. Uh, over time, I got to be acquaintances and then good friends with Tom Sullivan, who did his daily talk show from Sacramento at the time. And on occasion, he he was leaving town and said, uh, suggested that I fill in for him. And I said, I have no idea how to how to produce a radio program. He says, Don't worry about that. You you just come talk, and we'll have somebody push the buttons for you and make the make the. Uh, make the program work, and so I did a few fill-in spots for him, and then when I announced my retirement, uh, the good folks at uh, iHeart uh, made an offer, and I couldn't couldn't refuse, so <laughs> that was 12 years ago. And and here you are, here you are today. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I thought I'd do it for a year or two. Really? It continues. Yeah. Now, I've, I've heard that you don't really use any show prep, you don't have notes, you just go there and you just don't. do it off the cuff? Exactly. I, I read every all the major newspapers in the morning. Obviously, not all every single one of the, but uh, but clips from every uh, all the major newspapers and just uh, whatever comes up in the three o'clock hour comes up, and we kibitz about it, and yeah. uh, it makes for pretty good dialogue. Well, I've asked Sheriff McGinnis to talk with us today about the current situation that's surrounding the termination of uh, Amador Sheriff Sergeant and candidate Ryan Gillespie. And Sheriff McGinnis, you've received a copy of the what's called the Notice of Proposed Disciplinary Action. And, and can you kind of break that down into layman's terms for us? Yeah, it, obviously, uh, Sergeant Gillespie is entitled to due process uh, through the California Peace Officers or Public Safety Officers Bill of Rights, so he can appeal this. Uh, so it's proposed at this juncture. Uh, he would have to call for a Skelly hearing or a Skelly process. Uh, would be the first step he would take to try to uh, redeem his employment. Uh, but looking at the merits of the complaint and looking at the uh, the merits or the appropriateness of the sheriff's decision to discharge him as a member of the Amador County Sheriff's Office, uh, a couple of things come into pretty clear focus. There are issues uh, having to do with uh, with judgment and uh, the handling of uh, of a critical law enforcement tool uh, to wit a, a, a taser. Uh, but the real significant issue out of all of this is the fact that there is evidence of dishonesty when uh, when questions were asked of Sergeant Gillespie as to uh, what he had done on that particular occasion when a young boy was inadvertently hit with a taser at, at, under uh, Sergeant Gillespie's control. And the the element of dishonesty on the part of a peace officer is an absolute non-starter. It's, it is a... Uh, it is not consistent with the standards and expectations of a California peace officer, period, full stop. And if you ask the average law enforcement officer in California to finish this sentence, if you lie, you blank, uh, the response is die. And that is, of course, professional death. Uh, your career ends because once a person is a documented liar, they are of absolutely zero value to the criminal justice system. They cannot... Uh, testify on any matter, administrative or criminal, uh, without having their credibility impeached. If you would lie in this particular matter, uh, why should you believe uh, be believed in any matter? So anything from a capital offense uh, down to a, a parking violation, 
that requires uh, believable, credible testimony from a peace officer, and that is a, ultimately what, what the job of a law enforcement officer is. The, uh, at every conclusion, the you know you think about the uh, the investigations that are conducted, the arrests made in the field. Ultimately, it goes to uh, to due process of law, and in order to to bring justice to an equation. It's essential that uh, peace officers be believable and have basic credibility when they take the stand, without which um, impeachment is a very, very easy thing to to accomplish on the part of defense counsel, and there would be no credibility associated with uh, with former Sergeant Gillespie's uh, testimony in the trial. Uh, Sheriff McGinnis, can you tell us how a taser operates and because we've heard, you know, we hear it's like a little computer. And then in the in the documentation, it talks about a spark test. So how does a taser operate and why is a spark test so important? A spark test is what is routinely used to ensure that the taser is functioning properly okay. and uh, to, that it is in proper maintenance, properly charged and ready to be used for its legitimate purpose. And, and it, it absolutely does have, a, I think, a, a, an overwhelmingly significant purpose in the law enforcement mission, because if you think of the number of cases in which uh, a taser, oftentimes referred to as less lethal, really truly more like less than lethal device is used, it's a case in which there may have been, without that wrong on the continuum of force ladder, uh, an opportunity for deadly force to be used. So it's an incredibly valuable tool. And so it's it's appropriate to treat that with the respect it's due. And uh, in terms of judgment, in this particular case or in others, uh, you know, human beings will make mistakes, and I think that can be understood. Um, and perhaps uh, remediation and uh, and corrective action can be taken, and uh, a person can redeem themselves from that. But when it comes to the element of dishonesty, uh, that is uh, that is something from which a peace officer simply cannot recover. So, in in the in the notice of the proposed disciplinary action, it. It goes into detail uh, that information was withheld by the sergeant uh, out of fear that it would affect the the upcoming sheriff's race. What are your thoughts on that? Well, again, I think the uh, the true the need the unquestionable, undeniable need to be completely and totally honest and candid in the course of an investigation is is so clearly important. And you think about. Uh, a practitioner in law enforcement, uh, a patrol deputy, an investigator, a sergeant, uh, anybody who's in, in that uh, in that capacity, be it a municipal police officer, a highway patrol officer, a sheriff's deputy, uh, the, the, the clear need for them to be forthright goes without saying. But as a person advances in their in the uh, in the career ranks, they're still. Uh, very likely to be a need for them to testify in criminal actions, but more significantly, administrative actions become important. So cases in which uh, uh, the, the the county or the office is being sued, uh, it's important for a, an elected sheriff or people at the uh, the higher ranks in the organization, top management, to be able to testify truthfully and accurately and with believability and credibility. So withholding information is uh, is an, is again it's, it's it's reflective of dishonesty, and it uh, it is among the unforgivable sins that a peace officer can commit, and it's very regrettable. I can tell you, in personal experience, I had uh, officers that worked for me that uh, that committed minor offenses uh, 
and they chose to uh, to withhold information or lie about the specifics of of the case or the matter, whatever it may happen to be, and um, they put themselves in a position where I had no choice but to terminate them from employment. And we never lost a case on dishonesty, uh, never ever in terms of an appeal, uh, because it is such a, an unforgivable third rail uh, for the duties of a peace officer. Other indiscretions, misconduct, human error uh, can be forgiven. Uh, redemption can take place and uh, corrective action they can get on with life. But withholding information, uh, uh, testifying uh, or offering uh, erroneous or dishonest information, uh, it just cannot be there's no coming back from that. We're talking with Sheriff John McGinnis uh, today. Sheriff, if 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 the sergeant had had taken the normal procedures, if they had been followed, would it have gone this far? Well, I, I think first of all, had there been greater judgment used and the device itself handled more properly, uh, you know, the the, the potential for withholding of information or dishonesty would, would not likely be there. But as it relates to the, the poor judgment that this shows and the incompetence that it reflects, uh, those, again, you have to be look at that in the context of prior behavior, uh, what the expectations should be, how much that individual uh, officer or sergeant, as the case may be, uh, would be expected to know. Um, it, but yes, most things, many things, can be uh, corrected and forgiven. But that uh, the, the withholding of, of information and the sure. dissemination of untruthful information changes everything. And so there are so many cases, and it's such a it's such a sad uh, event to witness, where unforgivable, uh, excuse me, forgivable conduct right. is uh, is the, represents a, an attempt to conceal it with dishonesty that is unforgivable misconduct. And um, I think uh, that could possibly be the case here. I don't know exactly how egregious in terms of the uh, the background of this particular individual, the, the, the judgment and competency issues may be, uh, but it's a clear, uh, absolutely unequivocal uh, end of career for the dishonesty. Now, you said that uh, not a similar incident like this happened in your department. Uh, they were They were less severe. Than, than this? Yeah, yeah, and it's not. It wasn't just one, but there's been a number of them, a yeah. significant number of them. And so, one in particular so this is were, significant. Then this is a significant incident. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Uh, I think very, very significant. And it, it would if uh, Sergeant Gillespie was not a candidate for sheriff, it would still be. Um, it, that wouldn't change anything. It would still represent behavior that is simply inconsistent with the duties, expectations, and standards of a peace officer, period, full stop. He cannot work in that, uh, in that uh, profession any longer. He just cannot. Um, and it's, uh, again, in, in my former experience, we had a very, one very high-profile case where a person uh, improperly accessed a database to try to find a social acquaintance. And um, he could have explained it, and he would have been censured for it, for sure, without a doubt, but he chose to to lie uh, when he was asked about it, and uh, it brought about the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He very publicly appealed that, and uh, at the conclusion of all of his appeals having been exhausted, uh, the trier of fact uh, determined that yes, the department acted properly, and that he had uh, he had breached the most fundamental of uh, peace officer obligations, and that is the uh, adherence to truth 
and therefore his uh, his termination was upheld. Now, social media, of course, picked up on this. Um, a lot have been saying that this all blown out of proportion. Uh, no one was seriously injured. What's the big deal? What do you say to that? Well, it it is. Uh, there's a legitimate question there, I'd say, but the answer is. It's still uh, it's reflective of incompetence and, and poor judgment with the handling of a critical piece of law enforcement equipment. But far more importantly, honestly, far more importantly, is the reaction to uh, the display of improper conduct when asked about it and the, uh, the failure to, to come clean and be candid and tell the truth. And that, uh, I mean, if you just think about it, if uh, anybody who's chiming in on this uh, on social media and critical of the decision on the part of the sheriff to terminate uh, Mr. Gillespie, what if you are a victim of a crime and Sergeant Gillespie plays a critical role in the investigation of that crime that brings a, a suspect uh, to identification and ultimately they become a defendant and uh, they're, they're criminally charged in, uh, in court? And it's uh, that case will will win or win or lose, succeed or fail, on the testimony of Sergeant Gillespie. If he's if he's a documented liar, you don't have a case, and the defendant walks free. Right. So that's that's exactly how serious and severe this is. And uh, if you assume that uh, that Sergeant Gillespie were to find himself serving as the sheriff of Amador County. Uh, think about future termination cases. Think about uh, future cases in which there's uh, allegations of uh, ex- uh, excessive force or other improper conduct or failure to meet uh, jail standards or uh, anything that, uh, that, uh, that befalls the responsibility of the, the elected sheriff of the county. His testimony in administrative law, uh, in cr- criminal law, or any kind of, a, um, of sworn uh, proceedings uh, would be of no value. And so the taxpayers and the uh, constituents in Amador County would suffer accordingly. So it's not a, it's not a small deal. It's a, on the contrary, it's a very, very big deal. And the, the use or the value of any documented liar to the criminal justice system is absolutely non-existent uh, and would, uh, would absolutely assure that, uh, that future uh, cases right. of due process of law would not go the right way right. because of the uh, the breach of credibility on the part of uh, Sergeant Gillespie. Sheriff McGinnis, do you, could he possibly lose his post certification over this? That's the new, uh, the latest. You know, post is moving in the direction of uh, of licensing officers, and I would expect that they would have to take a hard look at that because it is so absolutely inconsistent with the. Uh, uh, the expectations and the hard-line duties of a peace officer. The, uh, the, the other thing, the other area where this comes up frequently is in background investigations. If a person applies for a law enforcement position, and, and I, having taught criminal justice and young students who aspired to, to be peace officers, I, I can attest to this. The, the, every one of us has done things in our life that, uh, that we probably wish we hadn't done. <laughs> and as a background investigation is completed upon a uh, prospective uh, candidate for a law enforcement position, those things are going to come up. And um, the, the overwhelming majority of indiscretions that people um, find themselves <clears throat> engaged in can be forgiven if they're handled with honesty. 
if, uh, if a candidate for a law enforcement position lies in the course of their background check, not only do they make themselves ineligible for that appointment, but that word travels because it becomes common knowledge within the law enforcement profession. If a, if a person applies for a job at the Amador County Sheriff's Office and in the course of the background investigation has found that they lied, well, they have put themselves in a position where the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department, the Los Angeles Police Department, the California Highway Patrol, uh, the Eureka Police Department are all going to have access to that same information because every time an applicant starts the process, they're fingerprinted, and there's a record of that application. There's a record of that um, background check having been conducted and a reason why um, they were not uh, ultimately appointed. And that, so that, that uh, puts them in a position where their minor indiscretions of the past that could be overlooked and, and outlived uh, become a contemporary um, unforgivable sin of dishonesty. So it's uh, it, it's it's that it, I offer that to illustrate the importance of uh, of credibility and the ability to be believed as a, as a witness in any kind of proceeding. And without which, there's nothing. There's nothing too minor and nothing too major uh, to be exempt from a horrific adverse outcome. If uh, if the critical witnesses, which is what law enforcement officers are, uh, is found to be dishonest, if this had happened in your department, Sacramento County Sheriff's Department, under your watch, based on the findings, do you believe the termination was warranted? Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, for all the reasons I've cited, you cannot. What, what do you do with a person who has uh, who has Breach their their fundamental credibility uh, because this is documented as it has to be. It's the expectations of uh, professional law enforcement leadership. The case is investigated, is well documented, and there's a record of this. Uh, so, a criminal defense attorney in something known as a pitches motion uh, can get the personnel file of a California peace officer. And if you find, uh, you know, there's occasions where somebody was disciplined because they were late to work, uh, they were delayed in turning in their police reports, they uh, maybe uh, displayed rude and discourteous treatment. Those are things for which remediation can be offered. They can live through it. They can, uh, they can put that in the past and continue their career. Um, if dishonesty is the case, then any competent criminal defense attorney or plaintiff's counsel in a civil suit will find that and uh, put that person on the stand under oath and ask them about their history of dishonesty and what is a judge and jury to believe thereafter. If you're willing to lie in one case, why should we believe that you're being truthful as the DA may be going about the efforts uh, to put somebody on death row? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's just that simple and absolutely just that critical. Uh, a peace officer who lacks fundamental credibility because of their own uh, Dishonest behavior is of zero value to anybody in the criminal justice system. Do you believe this should have waited until after the election to come out? Uh, regrettably, no. And I understand the sensitivity to it. I'm very, very mindful of the uh, of the uh, the, per the concern about perception on the part of the community. But what do what do uniformed peace officers do every day? They're out uh, in the community. They're uh, they're writing traffic citations. They're making arrests. They're observing people involved in uh, different kinds of uh, activity, and that leads to um, 
a likelihood, if not a certainty, that they will be testifying on those matters at some point. So you cannot in good conscience allow a person to, to go another day where they're amassing more incidents where they're uh, involved in that kind of work. Uh, in fact, the district attorney is going to have a, a, a challenge, and, a, and I know your district attorney very well, and I hold him in high regard. His office will have a challenge uh, because there are no doubt cases uh, pending that uh, will involve, that will hang on very critical testimony and observations from Sergeant Gillespie. And uh, what what's the obligation on the part of the DA when you find out that uh, a critical witness now has uh, documented evidence that they have been dishonest? So, no, I think that has to stop forthwith. Uh, I suppose administrative uh, leave would be an option, but realistically, this, there's no doubt as to where this is going. And I don't see an appeal to this being successful because, uh, in my experience, it's it's the one um, the one cause for termination that uh, that has a very 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 uh, strong likelihood of being uh, upheld. Yeah. Uh, again, other other uh, indiscretion, people being people, uh, human beings uh, displaying their weaknesses, those things can be forgiven. But dishonesty, uh, I don't want somebody investigating a crime uh, in which I'm the victim, or God forbid, a, a loved one of mine is uh, severely injured or worse. And uh, justice depends upon the credibility of that of the officer who handles it, and, and their ability to testify truthfully. Uh, I don't want that to be the outcome. So I think the sheriff was, frankly, without choice. Uh, this had to happen, and it had to happen right away. You've mentioned numerous times in this interview credibility, competency, honesty. Those are all things that we think of when we think of law enforcement mm-hmm. officers. Uh, and, and, and every law enforcement officer starts their career with a good reputation, because uh, in spite of the, the criticisms of many, uh, when you raise your hand and take the oath to serve as a California peace officer, you have been vetted and tested and examine, we call it a living autopsy, because your life is turned, around, uh, turned inside out and shaken out, because all of your indiscretions, the, the background investigators talk to elementary school classmates and people who have worked with and lived near and rented to law enforcement candidates, ex-spouses, ex, uh, ex-significant others, all of whom have a chance to, uh, to uh, in some cases, vent uh, rage or anger against that candidate. Uh, and only those who clear that process uh, can be appointed as a peace officer. So they start that process. They start their career with their reputation intact. And there's only one person in the whole world that can take that away from them, and that's they themselves. And regrettably, the evidence uh, indicates with a high degree of, uh, of conviction that in this case, uh, the former Sergeant Gillespie did just that. He breached his own reputation and credibility. And he has put himself in a position where if, uh, if the people in this audience uh, were to find themselves on a jury and hear the uh, uh, criminal defense attorney or plaintiff's counsel expose the dishonesty he displayed when, the, uh, when he was, uh, frankly, in, in a delicate position himself, then that credibility is shot. And his, uh, his value to, uh, to due process of law is simply not there. Yeah. Sheriff John McGinnis, thank you for taking the time to visit with us today and go over this. And uh, we appreciate it. And we'll be listening. you got a show today at 3 o'clock, so you, well, you, you don't have to get ready for it. 
So what do you do? <laughs> you go to lunch, then go to the gym, then just roll into the studio at uh, 2.55? Have you been watching me? <laughs> Have you been watching? <laughs> hey, great chatting with you, Jim. I appreciate right. it very much. I appreciate what you do there. All right. Thank you very much. Sheriff you John bet. McGinnis.